From Southern Living Inspired Communities and Alabama Power, this is Positive Energy. So what is Positive Energy? It's a podcast where we share style tips to update your home, energy tips to help your wallet, and life tips that make you a better you. I'm your host, Monica McShann, and I'm with Alabama Power. So listeners, as you know, with this series, we're talking to relatable experts who will give us practical advice about our homes and our lives. So are y'all ready? Let's get into it and start sharing that positive energy. The kitchen is the heart of the home. We cook, eat, and store things in the space, as well as gather there with our family and friends. You know, so many of us make so many memories there. Serving all those different functions, there are a lot of things to consider when updating the design of our kitchen. And in this episode, we'll hear from an expert on the topic, Cindy Cantley, an award-winning kitchen designer. Cindy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Monica. I'm excited to be here. So, Cindy, I'm so excited about talking about kitchens today. I really love my kitchen, especially the large island and all of my wall of windows. I actually counted up this morning because I knew we were going to have this conversation. I have 10 windows just in my kitchen. It brings in so much light, and I love that about my kitchen. But let's talk a little bit about the latest trends that you're seeing, especially for those just wanting to update their kitchen. Really the easiest, quickest update? It would be paint. Paint makes such a difference. It's quick. Wallpaper's fun. If you hate it in five years, redo it. Hardware, you can put new hardware on. It makes a tremendous difference. Countertops. So, I mean, really, if you could paint hardware, new countertops, you almost have a new kitchen. You definitely have a new look, an updated look. So, Cindy, you mentioned paint and even wallpaper. Are there any trends that you're seeing around colors or patterns in the kitchen? Well, I have made my living doing some shade of white kitchen with white marble countertops. We've done that pretty much for the last 25 years, probably 95% of the kitchens we do. But I am so excited when someone wants to do color now. Even it's just, you know, I mean, we did do the islands for years where they might be different and then we quit doing that. And But when people really want to do color on their cabinets, I get so excited. And the marbles are getting more and more veining in them and busier just a lot of movement, a lot of color, but and I had a white house for many, many years, but color's just fun and it makes you happy. And But as far as trends, I, I kind of go back to that. People thought everything should be gray for a while and gray's kind of, you know, again, if you love gray and if it works with the rest of your house and works with the countertops you selected, then gray's fabulous. I've actually thought about that. I have silver hardware now, all of my handles, and I really love the gold look on gray. So I have gray cabinets, but I love the look with the gray and the gold. So I've thought about that. Brass looks so nice on dark cabinets. It's beautiful. And I mean, people always ask, is it a trend? Should I not do it? Are we going to hate it? And the brass we're using now is not the brass that our mothers had, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Most of it's unlacquered. It's a living finish. It's going to tarnish. It's not going to be so bright and shiny and gold. And I think if you've always loved brass, then do it. You know, do you wear gold jewelry? Do you prefer silver jewelry? A lot of times you can look at someone and kind of tell, you know, where they fall as to what they like. Because I do stress, don't ever do something because it's in or popular or trendy because it will be out as soon as it is in. 
That is really good advice. Now, if I update my hardware on my cabinets, do I also need to do my faucet? Absolutely not. There's so many different metals in a kitchen. I mean, think of your appliances. I mean, I think it looks more custom, more expensive when you start mixing metals and when everything matches. Because, you know, you could get crazy with that. Doorknobs, hinges on the windows. I mean, <laughs> so at some point you have to just stop and be happy. But no, I think the hardware on cabinets is more like jewelry, where everything else is more functional. Now you're speaking my language <laughs> because I love jewelry. But that's another topic I know, for I know. day. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it, it finishes the kitchen. Now, I know that you have been in a million kitchens and you've seen how people organize them. Now, this is where I need the most help. I, I love my kitchen. I love the way it looks, but organization is not my strong suit. So what are some good organizing ideas that you've seen that people don't often think about? I think a lot of it is just we let things go in our kitchens. You know, you redid or you had to move everything out to paint or you've just moved into the house or you moved in five years ago and you quickly put everything in as you were moving in and then you never go back and fix it. You realize that the knives really should be here because this is where I'm, the cutting boards are and this is where I'm cutting. So, I mean, I think it would be so nice and nobody has time to do anything. But, you know, if you started with one drawer a week, and just took everything out of it, cleaned the drawer, because it probably needs cleaning, and mine do also, and just get it organized or, or switch to drawers where things would work better, a better position for the knives or the spices. And there's so many inserts you can buy now. I mean, one of my favorite things in a kitchen, and you probably could buy it for $50, are the spice racks. And it's almost like little bleachers mm. that just drop down in a drawer. And you put all your spice bottles in. Mine are alphabetical, and I'm really not that person, but it makes such a difference in cooking <laughs> to be able to grab the basil and you're not looking through 25 bottles of spices. They're they're laid out, you know, where the bees are. And it's it just makes a difference. I think anytime you're more organized, you just feel better and it makes life easier, which is what we all need. <laughs> that is exactly where I need to start with, with the spices because I'm running back and forth to the pantry to get what I need. Mm -hmm. And I can never find <laughs> what I need all at once. So that should be the first drawer that I start with for sure. <laughs> and I also think it's nice, don't be afraid to ask for help. Because, you know, you can get your friends, your mother, your you could hire somebody, you know, if it's in the budget. And they're going to quickly tell you what you need to throw away more than what you want to throw away. And you're going to say, well, I've paid a lot for it. And they're going to say, you haven't touched it in 10 years. Let someone else enjoy it. You know, someone might need that. Someone in your family, one of your kids might need that. Whatever it is you're not using that's taking up valuable space. So ask for help. That is a great recommendation. It, it really is. Now, they'll give me all the recommendations. Now, help doing the work. I'm not sure about that part. <laughs> well, you can offer beverages or, or snacks or, you know. <laughs> Make it fun. Sounds Don't tell good. them what they're coming over to do either. That would probably be a good idea. Uh, organizing party. I love the idea. I know. I know. I could use all the help I could get. It's very true. The kitchen's like a big magnet. It doesn't matter how big the house is or if you have a bar set up in another room and you have friends over, they're going to be in the kitchen. You, can, you cannot get them out of the kitchen. Yeah, we love this. We love this conversation because having family, friends, fellowship, and food all together in one place, having our kitchen organized, 
you have given us some great tips today. Cindy, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. Listeners, you can find more about Cindy at her website, cantleyandcompany.com. You can also look at the show notes for that website address, as well as links to her beautiful work on both Pinterest and Instagram. Now stick around, guys, because we're still talking about our kitchens in the next segment with an expert from Energy Star. Hey, y'all, it's Monica. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, who we know are all about that positive energy. Check out SouthernLivingInspiredCommunities.com to learn more about the brand's collection of neighborhoods marked by charm, taste, and Southern spirit. And for energy savings tips and other resources, be sure to visit alabamapower.com slash positive energy. Okay, back to our conversation. Okay, listeners, now's the time. We're going to demystify our large kitchen appliances. We'll be learning how we can use them better to help us save money. And joining us today is Guy Young Park, Energy Star Residential Appliances Manager. Guy Young, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Monica, for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. I know that I'm going to learn so much today. First, we want to know what Energy Star is. We've all seen the labels, but I'm not sure we know what those are and why we're there. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, Energy Star is a government-backed program on energy efficiency that has been in place for over 30 years. And our blue logo can be found on 75 product types, such as appliances, electronics, HVAC equipment, water heaters, and so much more. Products that earn the Energy Star label are independently certified to help consumers like you and me and businesses to save energy and money while protecting the environment. To highlight the extensive reach of Energy Star, in 2020, over 300 million Energy Star server products were purchased by consumers. Wow. So when we buy an Energy Star product, we can rest assured that we are saving energy. Would that be correct? That is correct. Okay, so let's start by talking about our dishwashers that we already have in our homes before we get to the actual new technology that's out there. What easy actions or hacks can we do right now to be smart in how we use our dishwashers to help us save energy? So the first tip that I have is to actually use your dishwasher instead of hand washing your dishes. I know it's a little bit counterintuitive. You know, people think that my appliance is on, it's using a lot of energy and a lot of water. I think I can save a lot of energy and water by hand washing dishes. But dishwashers have been engineered to use energy and water really efficiently over the years. And people don't realize just how much water is coming out of their faucets and that heating that water uses a lot of energy. Using your Energy Star certified dishwasher over hand washing can cut your utility bill about $130 per year. And that is because an Energy Star certified dishwasher uses about 25% less energy than is used in hand washing dishes and saves more than 8,000 gallons of water a year. I mean, that is a lot, right? And I'm a working mom. I have two young daughters that demand a lot of time between like working and shuttling them from dance to swim classes, you know, there's just not that much time for me. And what we have learned is that by using a dishwasher versus hand washing can save you over 230 hours of personal time in about a year. That's about 10 days. That's a lot of time. 
Another tip that I have is that shorter cycles on your dishwasher, they'll be labeled as quick cycles or one hour cycles. They use a lot more energy and hot water to be able to clean. So, you know, for a typical load, we recommend that you look to the manual to see what cycle your manufacturer recommends for that typical load. Another tip that I have is to scrape, don't rinse. You know, a lot of people, before we load dishes into the dishwasher, will pre-rinse the dishes in the kitchen faucet. And we just talked about how much water your faucet uses. Dishwashers have been designed to work together with detergents to handle normally soiled dishes. So our recommendation is to scrape the big chunks of food into a trash can and put the dish straight into the dishwasher. There is no need to pre-rinse or scrub off the sauce or any tiny chunks of food that are left. Your dishwasher can handle it all. Some other quick tips that we have is to load your dishwasher thoughtfully. You know, look to your manual to see the best loading configuration. In general, you want your dishes to be facing towards the center and not overlapping so that all the dish surfaces can be cleaned. And if you're having issues with spots on your dishes, using rinse aid will help. And lastly, but most importantly, your dishwasher has a filter that captures all those tiny food particles that are the dishwasher is cleaning. So on a monthly basis, we recommend that you clean out the filter to make sure that your dishwasher is running efficiently. Those are great tips, Young. Now, what about our refrigerators and freezers? What can we be doing to save energy there? Sure, you know, there are a few tips for refrigerators. First, allow air circulation behind the refrigerators. And you can do that by leaving a few inches between the wall and the refrigerator to allow that air to flow. Another tip is to keep the condenser coils clean if you have an older model. You can read in your user's manual to learn how to safely clean the coils by using uh, coil cleaning brushes, which can be purchased at most hardware stores. Other tips include you know, placing your fridge in a cool space place. Position your refrigerator away from any heat source such as ovens or cooktops or away from direct sunlight if possible, so away from windows if possible. You know, relatedly, it's best not to put a refrigerator in a garage or unconditioned space because a fridge must work that much harder to keep the inside of the fridge cold. So for those old refrigerators, we really recommend sending it out to be recycled and disposed of properly. Many appliance retailers will pick up and recycle your old fridge when you purchase a new one. Some other tips include, you know, keep the doors closed as much as possible. When you have young kids like me, you know, they love to open the door and stand there and see what's in the fridge and what snacks that they can grab and the juice, right? And I'm constantly on them to tell them to close their door. So I know it can be challenging, but keeping those doors closed will help keep the cool air inside. Check the door seals, you know, make sure that the seals around the door are airtight. And if not, you can replace them. Also, I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that refrigerators work more efficiently when it's full. So make sure to keep the refrigerator as full as possible. Lastly, another tip is don't put anything warm or hot into the refrigerator. That makes the refrigerator use a lot more energy to cool down and could also impact how fast the food around it spoils. So let that food cool to room temperature before putting in the fridge to store. So it sounds like you've been to my house because I absolutely have a fridge in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) 
my son plays soccer. And so we put all of his sports drinks in there. So he just grab it as we're going. My husband keeps his adult beverages in there. It's yeah. kind of an overflow. So I'll have to let them know that we're using more energy than we need to. And of course, I have small kids as well. So they love to just stand there and look just as your daughters <laughs> do. So we'll have to work on those tips. So are there any other tips for us? Like, is there a best time of day to use our appliances? Oh, absolutely, Monica. You know, the best time to use appliances and any other equipment in your house is when overall electricity use is low in your area. So there's something called peak demand, um, which is when electricity use in your area is high. So if you think about it, you know, it's in the middle of summer and afternoons can get really hot. So homes and buildings in your area are using a lot of AC to cool. You know, your appliances like clothes dryers, cooktops and dishwashers can add heat into the air, which means that your AC has to run longer and work harder to remove that heat. Also, some utilities add demand charges during peak time, so it costs more to use electricity during those peak hours. And then sometimes some utilities have time-based rate plans. And if you're on a time-based electric rate, you can save money on your utility bill by shifting the use of appliances to off-peak hours when electricity use is low. Wonderful. Well, Gayang, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing us all your expertise. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Monica. We've learned so much. Listeners, if you're interested in learning more about making your kitchens more efficient, we've got links to some very helpful resources from Energy Star in the show notes. Okay, y'all, that's it for our show today. Thanks so much for listening to Positive Energy. Now, if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend about us, subscribe, and then go rate us in your podcast app. On behalf of Southern Living, Inspired Communities, and Alabama Power, this is Monica McShann. And remember, let's always pursue it, embrace it, and share it. Positive energy. I'll see you next time.